So it says, we were just exploring Vayeshev Yaakov and this whole idea of, 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 of Yosef and, and Yehuda and the Tzaddik and, the Yaso, and that Yosef um, was Isar Ha'ofim and Yehuda Isar Mashkim, right? And uh, that Isar Mashkim, you can't help when a fly goes in, right? So like you're not so particular, so you can't, so God's not particular with you, but if you're so particular, you're Sarah Ofim. You have to like make sure, like you're, you know, making sure that uh, everything, everything, everything is, is tippity top. So you can't, so if there's a little pebble in your, in your bread, then you're in trouble. Right? So, um, right? I don't, I don't know if we, we said it here, but there's a famous uh, story that I, uh, uh, I was a student of Rabzusha. He used to always go to Rabzusha and ask for a bracha for Parnasa every year. And he would come and ask for Rabzusha for a bracha for Parnasa. And Rabzusha would say, Mevorach. And he'd have Parnasa. And one day he came a few days late for when he usually comes. And he, the Rebbitzin said, oh, he went to his Rebbe. And the guy's like, the Rebbe has a Rebbe? And she goes, yeah, the Rebbe has a Rebbe. He goes to him all holidays. And he's like, oh my God, I should go and ask a bracha from him. Then he went to the Magid Mezrit, he asked for a bracha. And he lost all his livestock. And he came to Rebbe the next year, he goes, I don't get it. And he goes, well, when you weren't particular about which tzaddik you go to, they weren't particular if you deserved a bracha or not. When you became particular about which tzaddik to go to, they became particular if you deserve it or not. And then you weren't really deserving. So a lot of life is, is, is how you perceive life. So it says the Meshilach, Ephraim lo lo right? The Navi Yishaya talks about in the Gilu Shalema, the, the, the sons of Rachel and the sons of, uh, of Leah won't be antagonistic towards each other anymore. The two tribes of Yehuda and Ephraim are always opposing each other. Okay, so the source of root of Ephraim is to make sure that everything is going to be al piyadin. Right? To see that everything is 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 the way it's supposed to be. Right? Ephraim is is the person who's who's a who's Ephrani Hashem be'eretzoni. Right? We have Nashani Hashem Mikolam Ali. That's that's Benasha. And Ephraim is Ephrani Hashem be'eretzoni. God allowed me to be to be fruitful in a land that's not my own, and in a land of poverty, in a land where I'm impoverished. And why did God allow you to be fruitful in a land that's not your own? Only because you were very. Um, um, good about going, doing what's right and not doing what's wrong, you know? Um, but Yehuda is the opposite. And it says here, Right? Even though the Torah says that So, this is where the Meshulach starts getting more into this concept of the division between the Tzaddik and the Baal Shiva. Tzaddik is a person who does what's right and he doesn't do anything unless he knows it's right. What Allah says, and that's it. He's like, Allah, that's it. And Yehuda is the Baal Tshuva. He's like, I don't care what Allah says, I care what God says. Right? I care what God wants. Right? Like, I, 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 I understand that I understand there's Allah, I'm not belittling Allah, but Allah is a pathway to God. So I want God himself. I don't want the pathway. Right? If I can find a different path, I'll take the, the different path. Right? So now that's very dangerous, and, and, and it's true. I mean, the, the life of the offspring of Yehuda are always very dangerous, right? Anywhere from uh, from Boaz and Ruth and and, and, and Yehuda and, 
and and Bacheva and Amnon and Tamar and Avshalom and Adonia and, and there's no there's no small small concept of Shlomo Melech right Amar Ani Echkemavi Yirchakayim Ani Ani Asur Velochta I'm gonna not I'm gonna go against Alacha because uh, I want to do a God on right and I'm gonna be okay with it right now it's it's a very two contradicting forces there's almost like two poles of opposition Rav Kook calls them Nishmod Detov and Nishmod Detikun Nishmod Detikun are the world the, the souls that come to fix the world the broken world and there's a f- world and they come and create a structure within the broken world and the Shemot Deto come and break that structure why? because that structure is only good for a while it's not a permanent structure the permanent structure is going to be built from Hashem right? so you build a structure and now it's time to break that down and build a new one now the people that just worked so hard to build that structure they don't want to build it they don't want to break it so you have these nishmot uh, deto, these menaces, these people who come and annoy the gabayim and uh, create some sort of chaos within the community in order to push for uh, maybe some more expansion um, in, in, in the, the structure of the community where the people who work so hard to, 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 to build a community see that as a as war on, on what they've built. Um, and Rav Cook speaks about the, you know, the bringing shalom between these two, two types of souls. Yeah. Is is neshamot the tov gematria add? Yes. Not that, but how do you know? How do you know which way is the right way for uh, trying to build new structures? You only know which way is the right way for you. In a, in in any community, as Chazal teaches, tzibur is an acronym for tzadikim benunim vereshaim. Can't have a tzibur, can't have a congregation without having tzadikim benunim and reshaim. Always going to be. That's a reality. Right? In any congregation, you can have neshamot the tov, neshamot the tikkun. They come together. They're yin and yang. They're the, the source of friction that creates growth. Right? Those who are trying to create the box and those who are trying to break it. And that kind of constantly expands the box outwards and creates more room for it. Right? Even within the Haredi world, the box is constantly fluctuating. Yeah, no, it, just sounds, it sounds similar to a lot of, kind of arguments people make in favor of certain, pushing certain agendas um, that they want to kind of um, intertwine with, with things we do in Yiddish Guide. Um, so, like, it, it sounds like that. It I, I think, sounds similar, I think, but I, I think look, a lot of ways are the wrong way, also. So. Yeah. But, but it fits within that narrative you built about tearing down the structures. And I think, I think, you're right, but I think there's a question if are you coming from Yehuda? Right? Are you coming from Aaron Onan? Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, um, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't yet see the whole extrapolation of God killing Aaron Onan uh, because they're the side of Yehuda that came from that. that that didn't see that idea, right? That didn't want to destroy the world of Toh. So, so uh, Onan wouldn't, wouldn't, didn't want to get Tamar pregnant, right? Because he didn't want to ruin her beauty, right? And there's like, oh, there's, there's a new beauty that emerges when you ruin that beauty and create a beauty of a, of a woman who's pregnant, right? There's a different, there's a different beauty that emerges. So it says here, in Mashilach, um, Right? Meaning, in every circumstance, there's halacha. Halacha is de- derived based on circumstances. 
But how do I know that the circumstances are right? You're going to ask me an alakha question. You're going to say, if my spoon fell into this and that. Now, how do I know that that's the truth? How do I know? I don't know that that's the scenario. Even if that's what I saw the spoon fall into, how do I know that that's the truth? Right? So halakha is decided based on circumstances. And that's the emet. Emet. But the emet lamito is what? Beyond any circumstance. Because Baruch Hu wants me to serve him. Right? And that's why the best you can do is what? Try your best. Right? You can't know every single detail. Right? I mean, Tokedei Dibur. Did you say Amen and Tokedei Dibur? Shalom Alecharabi. Was it? Was it really? The Shir, the Revis. Right? I mean, I know they sell these cups that have lines. Gra, Chazonish, Ramah, like lines in the grape juice cup. Say that. I'm not getting into that. Right? I'm not getting into that. But the idea is, is that halakha is only based on what Enla Dayan Dayan can only know what he sees. I only know based on what you're telling me, right? He's telling me like, it fell into the pot. I said, was the pot hot? Right? I mean, you didn't sit there measuring the temperature, right? So we're going to say, okay, Yad Soledidbo. Now, do we know what that means? Right? It's a lot of times subjective. So if a person wants to finagle his way out, he can do it. That's called a Naval Bereshut person who uses all the halachic kulas, right, in order to push his agenda. And a person who is, uh, Oved Hashem is pushing God's agenda. Right? What's God's agenda? So, the, the Shevet of Yehuda, who's, uh, as we know, come, come from them, people who are amazing, but also people who are uh, problematic. David was problematic. Right? And Michal is the one that looks at him and says, Nitzgalatakechadarekim. Look at you low life dancing out there like a like a like a fanatic in front of the Aaron. Right? She's like, you don't look like a king. And he goes, Oh, like a king, like the like the kingship God took away from your dad and gave me. Right? They're problematic people, these people. And Ashim Kashim. Bnei Surya, right? That's what David says about you are Ben Surya. And Ashim Kashim, Bnei Surya El Kashim. Oh, and you are what? Right? So David Melech, on the one hand, he's Tolad Veloish, but he's also. Right? So you have people in this world that are, are a different breed. They're not the breed of let's, let, uh, I just want to check off the boxes. They're the breed of I want to do what's right. I don't care. I don't care what's easy. I care what's... Right? And you're hey, mentioning this uh, over Chag. That some people call you with a lot of question and they want the easy way out. And some people call you with a lot of question and they want the truth. And you have to know who you're talking to because if you're going to tell the truth to somebody who can't handle it, mutav now you can't give tochichah to somebody who won't receive it. So you gotta know who your client is, and if he's like, you know, like be like, so I mean, Allah uh, you should tovel it. Really? I, like I have to tovel it? Yes. Can I wash it in the sink? No. In the dishwasher? No. How about a puddle? Depends how big the puddle is, right? <laughs> but I mean, there's there's an akuda where you, you, have, you have to realize, and the question is, are you looking to do what's right? Are you looking to do what's good for your conscience? Right? So if Ryan, they're like, halacha is halacha, I'm not asking a question. And we all know that in today's world, halacha is a very broad spectrum. Right? I mean, uh, you could ask four rabbis and get five different answers for one question. So the question is, are you trying to do what's easy? Or are you trying to do what's meaningful? Yehuda is a person who's always trying to do what's meaningful. Says something phenomenal about Yehuda. Even if that's what 
was right yesterday, I am not going to rely on that. I'm not going to rely on that. I don't live a life of routine. A routineless person, a person of toe, right? It's not a person of routine. So yesterday worked. Yesterday, I, might, I was trying to figure out what's the best way for me to focus in davening. Needless to say, today's a different day. It's going to be different. It's going to be different. Right? That's why in Rev Cook's world, the beginning of Chuva is just changing things up. Change it up. Whatever you're doing, do something different. Obviously within the context of Allah. But you don't have Kavana, then change the place you sit. Right? Change the, the velocity, right? Um, um, I heard a big rabbi who says, who says um, whenever, I, whenever I have a hard time having Kavana, I take a different sitter, different Nusach, that I'm not used to davening with. And all of a sudden, I have to like actually read the words instead of just like mumbling through it. So it's like a whole different font, a whole different text size, and I'm like trying to find like the differences. So like I'm intrigued, like there's something happening. It's different. Sometimes, a person has to do, a person of Yehuda goes against Halacha. Why? Because I need, I need to do something different. Whatever I'm doing is not working. Right? Now, again, here the people like to say the Meshilach and all these people who wrote their doctorates, uh, the oxymoron, doctor and the Meshilach. Um, uh, on, on the Meshulach, oh, it's an anarchist. It's, it's Avira. No, the Meshulach doesn't say ever Avira Lishma. It says sometimes the person has to do eight Lasot Lashem. Now you have to be very, very, very key that the first part of the Pasuk is right. Because if they're not the part first of the Pasuk of eight Lasot Lashem, then the, only the second part of the Pasuk is right. Aferu Torah Techa, then you're not, then you're doing something really bad. So a person has to really, really live in a world where he's running to eight Lasot Lashem. How can I do for God? Right? And, uh, you know, I was at a wedding and um, um, Rav Nevensal, the rabbi of the Rova, got a bracha at the wedding. So he went up these three stairs, gave a bracha, and then as he came down, he was calling down the stairs and there was no banister. So one of the rabbis offered him his hand to hold him down. And so he stretched out his hand and a woman that was standing there saw Rav Nevensal Stretching out a hand. So she shook his hand and said, Yashakach. And he said, Thank you. <laughs> I like it was like it was it was phenomenal. It was it was it was a blockbuster. It was better than uh, <laughs> than than the Avengers uh, endgame. It was definitely an endgame. Um but like Renevitz like Yossi, like he didn't flinch. It wasn't like it wasn't like at all like what a bummer, like how, like what like I can't believe I was in this situation. He would like literally said to about like he would literally like, acknowledged her, shook her hand and said, Thank you. For, like she wasn't at fault he stretched out her hand his hand and she didn't see because of the angle that he was stretching it out to somebody else so she just he, you know he got it gave a bracha and he's putting out his hand and he she said <laughs> like you know like and she's from he's a rabbi sometimes you know what does Hashem want what does Hashem want so you can live in a world where you ask yourself what you want what Hashem wants right and uh, something that we've been exploring a lot in our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, is that it's not that, that in Judaism it's always not about me or what about God it's about the in between about what, what's good for the relationship. Right? So every marriage has rules. But rules are made to be broken. They're only made to be broken if you've got good intentions in mind. Right? My dad gave this beautiful analogy when he was over um, for Shabbos. He gave an analogy of somebody writing, uh, buying his girlfriend most beautiful um, it's Hallmark card. Yeah. Hallmark card. But he didn't write anything in it. 
I was like, ah, oh, God, it's like the most beautiful, but he didn't write something. And a guy who gave his, he wrote the most beautiful letter to a girl, but it was like kind of like paper that was like ripped off and like reused. And I was like, come on, you know? Sometimes you really have to like, you have to write, write the right letter in the right context, in the right hallmark letter. Like you have to really be able to see what is right. Now, in a scenario, if that was what, you know, <laughs> you don't have any access to Hallmark letter. You're on a train. All you had was a little sharp piece of paper. Those are what's important, right? My wallet is full of little, you know, uh, sugar tea packs from uh, Coffee Bean and Aroma that have, like, little, like, you know, dates on them. And, like, uh, you know, the t- first time she said, I like you. And the first time, you know, like, never stop smiling, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're, they're cute, right? But, I mean, they're in my wallet. They're not framed up on my house, right? In the, in the wall, like a little Coffee Bean um, I mean, I guess if there was a collage or whatever, I mean, today, you know what people do. But at the bottom of the line is that if you want to do Eilat Sod Hashem and Feru Torah you have to really be in a reality of Eilat Sod Hashem. When Rebbe decides to write down the Torah Sheval Peh, he has to really, really know, and Rebbe is Rebbe Danasi, he's from Shebi Yehuda, he has to really know that it's Eilat Sod Hashem. Because if it's not Eilat Sod Hashem, if you're not really doing it for the sake of God, then who gave you the right to do this? How do you know? So... And what the Mashiach is saying is that this is embedded in the tribe of Yehuda. So, more than anybody else. Meaning what? Like, it, 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 it's natural. You know. Or you don't know. I mean, one of the Mashiach, one of the main guiding things that we've seen in the Mashiach forever, if you think you know, then you don't know. Right? Like, right. If, you're, if, you're, if, you, if you know, and you can prove this with 49, you know, reasons, forget about it. You lost it. Wouldn't that mean there's an inherent knowledge in, in having, uh, inherent benefit in having a lack of knowledge of the halachot? No, I don't think it's like, a lot. It's not a lack like of knowledge. I, I, no, I'm, not, I'm saying, uh, going, going through all of this, if, if I can elaborate, um, that when you, when you don't know in, in terms of uh, doing things based on whether they're meaningful to you or more on, on what's convenient, if you don't know like, like every single rule and all, all the different arguments about the stuff, you tend to, when, when you do stuff, you tend to do it based more on how you believe it morally or you tend to act uh, according to more towards your morals and values without worrying about how uh, they may interfere, how rules may interfere with them. Oh, how should I adjust it this way as opposed to this way? When, when you know uh, all the rules and doing it in depth, you focus more on trying to follow every rule more than you are doing it because you feel what's right. So I, I don't think I don't think the the the, 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 the no I got I, I don't think the, the knowledge is going to remove your intuition. I feel I feel like the, the the ability to know more halacha will actually give you a bigger mind frame, right? Meaning knowing more halacha actually allows you to find more kulas, right? There's a famous story in the Gemara that one of the rabbis was sick, so he sent his students to the base midrash, and then they came back came back to tell me what they said in the base midrash, and he, they said they didn't say anything new because you were on their rabbi. He's like, guys, can't be a base midrash without anything new. Tell me something new. So he said, oh, there was a machlokin about this, and one rabbi paskin, it's mutter, and one rabbi paskin, that it's aser. And the rabbi looks at him, chumra psiktahi? Paskin, that it's aser? No, paskin, the things are aser. Any kid can say it's aser. <coughs> psak, that's not it's aser. Right? You can't give up psak, that it's aser. That's the default. The psak is that it's mutter. Right? So don't tell me that one paskin, one said it's aser, and one paskin, that it's mutter. Right? The psaq can only be in a reality where you're m- m- moving things, right? But one of the things, one of the phenomenal concepts, if we're talking about psaq, and I think this is a good time to elaborate, the famous mission at Pirkei Avot. I'm talking about Pirkei Avot, Sfira. It's a good time to talk about Pirkei Avot. There it says, Kola anybody who's anybody who's walking and learning in learning halacha or Torah, 
Veposek veomer mana elan ze, mana enir ze. And stops and says, what a beautiful tree. What a beautiful field. Ma'alel v'katuv kilu mitchaya benafsho. The Torah says, it's as if he should die. Penalty of death. Mean people think, wow, crazy Bittel Torah, right? Like Bittel Torah is a big deal. That's probably how most people understand that Mishnah. Baal Shem Tov understands it completely different. He says, back to that conversation that we had freshman year, first semester. Good. So he says, posik. Exactly. Yeah. Posik. How do you Whoa. stop? How is learning and saying what a beautiful tree, what a beautiful field, how do you have to stop from one or the other? Is that not also godly? How did you learn? If you learn Torah and all of a sudden your intuition, your heart, Notice the tree. How did you not see that as a total connection of Torah's Chaim? Right? Why is it posik the shone? Why are you stopping? And this goes back to something that I spiked in my association. Putting God in one thing and not the other. Right, but but and that's again exactly what a posik does. He's a posik. You have to be very careful when you're posik, because by saying that this is mutter. You can say that this is usher. By saying something is usher, you're trying to create a void of godliness in it. That's why in the Sephardi Psika, it's almost always mutar, 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 ve'amachmir tavu alav abracha. Right? It's okay. There's godliness there. If you decide to be more, you'll get a higher blessing. Right? right? In Ashkenazi Psika, it's what? Asur, asur, asur. Ve'mishemakel yesh lo almi lismoch. Right? Like, if you're Mako, there's who to rely upon. But you don't have to know your audience. That's so right? In a Sephardi world, you, say, you just say the word, Tabo'alav Abracha. Okay. And you just, why do you even say the first part? Just say, Tabo'alav Abracha. I'm doing it. I'm done. I'm done. I never noticed this literally how, like, different group chats would challenge you. Nick always answers. 100%. Like, uh, if you learn, if you learn Minchat Ava, you learn Ravavati. That's how every Psaq ends. Right? You learn Ramosha. You learn Roshlom Zaman Orbach. That's how every Psaq ends. Right? Mutar, Tabo'alav Abracha. Right? If you do, if you do more, you'll be. Right? But the, the idea is, it's very hard to be a posek, because a posek ve'omer mana elanze mani nirze. It's crazy, it's crazy. You can really create a, a world, a void of a kadosh baruch So, if a person who says eight lasat lashem efer toratecha is a person that realizes that the Torah is 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 right, is the Torah is, and according to almost everybody, the Torah is a guideline. It's the frame around the empty canvas for you to draw your. That, that's what it is. But if you live in a world where halacha is, and, 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 and there's the people, there's a children book called The Man Who Mistook His Life for a Hat. And there's a, one of my favorite shirim that I've ever heard is a shirim called The Man Who Mistook His Life for a Hat. It talks about how so many people, instead of living, they just put a hat on, and now they live in a world of Das Torah. There is no painting, there is no frame, there's a, it's an etch-a-sketch. You're, you're just, you just have very rigid motions, and you're told where to go, um, and you can only go up or down, vertical or sideways. It's not a painting. Right? But in the world of halacha, halacha is supposed to give you the frame. Now the question is, the Mashiach is saying, or you can be y- y- Yosef. You can be Ephraim. You can be the person of halacha. But you have to be very careful, as you know, Rav Soloveitchik's book of Isha Halacha, Lonely Man of Faith. There, you can't be wrong there. You can't make mistakes. Right? If you're constantly talking about how you know everything, professor stands there boasting about his knowledge, and then he says something, and then you Google it, and you're like, it's 100% wrong. Like, the professor's like, you're openly wrong. But the person says, I think, I know, like, I'm try- like, I don't know. And he got something wrong. You're like, okay, no, nobody's perfect. 
question is, how do you hold yourself? Now, this is not at all to be lax. Because a person who's lax is not in the 12 tribes. Not, not, not what the Manshi Law is talking about. Manshi Law is talking about a person who's totally motivated by love and a person who's totally motivated by yira, by awe. Right? And therefore, the question is, in your, in your life, and I think going back to Noah's question, I don't think that we aspire to be any of these people. At least I don't. I just know they exist. I try to draw inspiration. Right? I happen to be a direct descendant of Yehuda, direct descendant of David. So I tend to let myself, you know, break the walls a little bit and be crazy. But I don't think the goal is to ever to live a life without Allah. I mean, we saw the Mayashi Allah talk about that in, in Purim, about, about um, you know, Aruma Veod Loba. Right? The Goyim want that. The Christians did it. But it's not yet. It's not ready. It's not time yet. It's not time yet. And we can see that because the Christians are losing billions of, of, of their congregants because uh, you have nothing f- substantial, nothing, no keli, no vessel to put it in. Stays in good, uh, I'm trying to be a good person, so let me be a good person anyway, right? I mean, this happened to the reform movement, right? I mean, we know this. 45% of the students on this campus should be reform, and they can't get a minion, right? Because, like, same thing happened. You give no structure, you give no stability, and everybody just drifts off. So I don't think we want to live in a, I don't think even Yehuda or David are in a world of, uh, David Amalek says about himself, like, I'm the one that's up at Chatzot Alayla whenever all the kings are sleeping till three. I'm the one that has my hands are full of blood because I'm always being with Shafir Vishilya to Metaheri Shalibala. Right? That's my reality. I'm not a person who doesn't care about Allah. But I am a person who understands that Allah is a means to get to Kaddish Baruch. Right? right? There are two types of people in the world. Those who serve God and those who serve Shulchan Aruch. I said that on the recording. I heard there are three kinds of people in this world. So tell me. Those who can count and those who can't. Right. So... Those who serve God and those who serve Allah. What's your goal? To, to do the Shulchan Aruch? Or your goal is to do, is to connect to Kaddish Baruch Right? That's, that's the question. So if I feel okay, I checked off the list, I davened. Right? Remember somebody once said to me, I can't, can't remember if I said Yalav Yavah. So if you can't remember, you should probably daven again. Right? It's probably not that meaningful. Right? That's the answer. I don't remember. It wasn't meaningful. Right? I remember that one time I was, I was davening and somebody came up and talked to me in the middle of Shimon Eser. And I was like, wow, that was a kid doing a really poor job davening. If somebody, like, didn't notice I was davening, like, I was probably, like, staring at the wall. It didn't look like I was really in concentration because probably I don't think anybody would ever walk up to, you know, Rav Avadi Yosef in the middle of davening and be like, uh, can I, you know, like, the, the guy's, like, on fire. Right? The Lubavitcher Rebbe was, like, like, couldn't move. So it says the Meish, the Meish Yilach, Hainu Shalefraim lo yitanal Yehuda. What does it mean that in the, in the future... Um, as the Pasuk said, No one will be upset at the other person. Right? They're not, they're not oppositions. Each person has his avoda. Right? Every person has their way of doing things. So, you know, um, um, on a, from a petty level, people can be look like they're fighting, right? They're arguing. Right? I had a friend who once said a line that Really, really stuck with me, and I—it's uh, really one of my favorite lines. He said there, there are only two sects of people in in, in Am Yisrael: those who are trying to get close to Kadosh Baruch Hu and those who are not. Those who are trying to get close to Kadosh Baruch Hu are never fighting with each other. Within the Litvish world and the Chabad and the Breslev and whatever you call it, they're not fighting with each other. It's always the people who are not trying to really get close to Kadosh Baruch Hu that are creating the petty fights amongst everybody, right? Like nobody in this room has any problem with a reformed Jew who's really trying to get close to Kadosh Baruch Hu. Like, you might be misguided, but a guy's serious. I have no problem with him, right? 
I don't have a problem with anybody. I don't have a problem with the person who who is. Uh, I don't care your chabad. I don't care your lidvish. I don't care if you're serious. Like, I'm great. Right? The only problem is all the people who like aren't really trying to get close to God, and therefore every other person is like making me feel bad. That's why we all uh, love Bali Chuva and we don't want them to live next to us. They make us look bad. Right? They're all serious about their stuff. Right? You know, like the joke about Shul, like the one, the one guy who's always there on time, we can't even count him for a minute, he's not, he didn't finish his conversion yet. Right? Like, like, like that, 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 that's, that's the reality of life, right? It's like, you know, that's why in, 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 H, in, 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 in H, BTs and FFBs aren't allowed to dorm together because they're just going to discourage each other. Right? Uh, Bali Chuva and from, from birth. Right? Because the FFBs are just going to like, be like, yeah, it's okay, we'll get up, like, we'll go to the next meeting. Yeah, there before Baruch, we still put on your and you get, right? And then, then and the Valchu was like, what? Why, why, are people, why, are you, why are you talking like that, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So Yehuda and Ephraim, or Yehuda and Yosef in this mentality, the Tzaddik and the Valchuva, it's not that they're in, they're not, they're not against each other. And Ishmod the and Ishmod the Tikkun aren't against each other. We're going to realize once we see the picture from the outside, from the bigger framework, that everybody was working on building this building. Some people were actually building it, some people were breaking it, but they were both building it. Right? It's the only the Ezer Kenegdo, your counterpart, who's really going to help you grow by being your counterpart. Right? It's the boss who's always going to push you to be better is the one that's going to help you, not the one who's being like, <coughs> yeah, you know, good, keep going, keep doing. Say there, bitch.